everyone, welcome to the Five Eater Podcast. Today we have Nash from Nash Axio Farm. Nash, thanks for joining. How are you doing? Hey, hey, Vader. Thanks for having me. Doing well. Awesome. Do you mind telling us a bit about yourself, your background, and how did you end up in the Axie community? Of course, of course. So, uh, once again, guys, my name is uh, Nash. I'm Nash's Axie Farm. Um, you may have seen me around on Twitter, posting some um, funny things, as well as some info sometimes. But basically, uh, I discovered um, Axie Infinity, as well as Web3 and other play-to-earn games, um, a little earlier in, uh, I believe it was actually 2020 at this point. Um, and basically, once I figured out that I can make money and own my assets from actually playing video games, I was completely hooked. Uh, I've been a gamer all my life, and I've also loved the stock market all my life. So I guess it was kind of natural that I'd get into um, play to earn, play and earn blockchain gaming. And um, since then, it's kind of been a roller coaster, you know, through the ups, through the downs. And the um, reason why I'm actually like themed as a farm is because, um, you know, we, we put in the work every day, you know, we, we go in, we do our thing and then we wake up and do it the next day. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so you started in 2020. How, how was the blockchain gaming landscape back then? Yeah. So um, it was there was pretty much like nothing. Um, I remember seeing a few games, but. It was mostly just crypto in 2020. I was like investing in Bitcoin, Ethereum, <laughs> XRP, you know, some of the bigger coins. And then um, I figured out about Mana from Decentraland. And they're, what they're kind of doing is like a whole actual metaverse, like second life experience. And what, when I figured out that like, wait, there's actually like gaming coins. That's what piqued my interest. And um, I think it was around early 2021 when I like bought some land in the sandbox and, and started really diving into the play and earn and and tokenized economy and everything like that. Well, and how did you, uh, when did you get into Axie? Yeah, so Axie followed probably around, if I remember correctly, maybe April, maybe March, April of 2021. Um, it, it didn't fully like gain the traction that it has now, but it was definitely on the come up. And I remember finding um, a few videos online. I think it was from Kagi Jen and from NFT Guru. And they basically like their videos showed me everything I need to know. And because there was only like maybe three or four guides on there. The other ones was from Dave versus Axie and, and I think Bryson. And they basically showed me everything I need to do to set up my program in Axie Infinity, how to play the game and everything. And then, you know, once I figured out you can actually own your axes, like sell them, uh, rent them out, everything like that, I was completely hooked. Cool. Um, so right now you own axes and you own a micro guild. Is that correct? Yes. Right now I have about um, around 100 scholars in a couple different games. Most of them are in Axie Infinity. And it's just been, you know, kind of slowly building throughout the time. Um, it's really interesting to build a micro guild because it's really just me managing everything. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to my, you know, mods who help me out with payouts and everything like that. But um, yeah, it's it's really tough because um, just as a solo kind of micro guild, there's a lot of management and and like work you have to put in that goes kind of unnoticed to get everyone paid on time and do everything. So um, yeah, it's it's basically just me and around a hundred. 
100 or so people. I mean, isn't that pretty time consuming? Do you have like uh, a full-time job on in addition to managing the guild? Um, so I did when I first started. And then um, obviously, like like most of us here, we got, you know, just completely um, involved into Web3. We, we just degen in. And um, it was actually kind of interesting timing because I was probably going to leave anyway. So I decided to go full-time Web3. And since there, it's just been awesome. Met so many people, and um, yes, it, it definitely is time-consuming, but you know, it's it's worth it in the end. And what we're building here as a community is like definitely worth the time. Do you use any tools, by the way, um, to manage the guild? The only tool I use um, is Axie.Tracker, I think is what it's called. It's a great free tool. Um, it, it helps you kind of organize everything by like you can sort by Elo by name um you know amount of slp earned everything like that and automation is really weird right now in axie infinity specifically and the reason for that is that the sky mavis the company that makes axie infinity um they don't have an like actual sky mavis type of automation tool so everything else you'd have to go through a third party and you have to put in your private keys and basically what a private key is for anyone who's new to crypto or doesn't know already is um, if they have your private keys, they can basically take everything from your account, right? So if I have 90 accounts and I have to give the program all my 90 keys and um, let's say, you know, the, the person who owns the bot gets hacked or something like that, I would lose all my assets. So right now I'm doing everything manually um, and it's very, very time consuming. But, you know, I I really care about the security for the teams because if I lose them, then uh, my scholars lose their income. So, yeah, I, I do everything manually and I'm hoping that something's added soon. Cool. Uh, you mentioned that you're, you're invested in Axie. Which other games are you invested in? Um, right now, my favorite two are Nifty League and Legends of Venari. And I'm also in the Sandbox. I have some land there. I have some mana in Decentraland. Um, I have some Gala tokens and also a homestead in Mirandis, which is by Gala Games. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, I have a lot of Cypher stuff. I'm excited for Cypher. And um, everything else is, you know, I'm, I'm waiting on, just kind of feeling out what the games are going to be like. Um, I do actually have some PGX for Pegaxi too. But it's a very small position. Awesome. Um, how do you make your investment decisions? Like, how do you choose which game to invest in? Yeah, and that's that's really hard. Um, so I think there's a few things I look at. Number one is the actual game itself. Um, I dodged a lot of bullets. Like, I, I dodged the Pegaxi bullet that where the market crashed like 90% in, I think, two or three weeks. I dodged the uh, Plants vs. Undead bullet where the economy literally went from like $25 per token to I think it's like $0.10 cents now. Um, so what I look for in a game is one, a game that's actually going to be fun, um, which is why I invested in Mirandis because it's basically going to be like an open world MMO, but everything's going to be you know on the blockchain, in the economy. Um, on the Gallo or on the Gala chain. Um, so after I look at the game, I go straight to the white paper of the project, and I uh, basically read the entire paper, 
some things I look at are, of course, the tokenomics. We're not going to get into the specifics of those, but I try to make sure that the tokens have enough uses to where people are going to want to actually spend their tokens rather than sell them. Um, I look at a sustainable model for like, um, I can play X amount of hours and be rewarded for those hours, um, but not rewarded too much to where I can actually like blow up the economy if once we get to like 100,000 players. Um, let's see, I look for a solid team. Teams have never been as important. Um, I think it's very important that the team is doxxed. And for anyone that doesn't know what that means is the team, like, uh, you know who they are in real life. They have like a social media page. Um, I don't usually go farther than that. And um, if possible, I'd like to talk to the like the founders or find them on Twitter, maybe do some research, like see how long they've been building, find them on LinkedIn. That's That's a good one. And um, other than that, it's really important to just look at overall sentiment of the game. So this is something that's super overlooked. Now, what I mean by that is if you go into the Nifty League Discord, I have never, I've been there for like months and months. I haven't seen one ounce of negativity in the entire Discord. You know, if the market's up, the market's down, everyone in there is having fun in the DGen layer. Um, so Nifty League was, I was an instant bull for Nifty League because their community just loves their video game. Like no matter what happens, they're going to be playing. So it's really important to do some research on the actual community and sentiment, um, you know, around the game before you buy something. That was a great answer. Um, when you make up your mind about a game, do you buy the NFTs or tokens? Um, it really depends on how strong my conviction is. So for Mirandis, I really loved the game and they have, you know, insanely talented team, large team funding everything. So I bought both, like I bought the NFT and the game. Um, something like Decentraland, I didn't exactly have a see a need to own any land in that game. So I just went with some tokens because I want to be part of the ecosystem. Um, and it's really kind of a case by case thing. But if you're looking to just feel out a game, I would recommend going with the token because chances are uh, the token prices are, are going to go up like pre-launch. Um, obviously, like not financial advice or anything like that. But usually once the game is going to launch, people try to get their hands on some tokens. Um, so I'd like to own a few, like maybe just to play the game before it comes out. Okay, cool. Um and where do you get your like news updates, signals to make investment decisions? Where do you get the ideas? Oh, it used to be I'd I'd have to do a bunch of research online. Um, I'd go on Twitter. I'd see. I'd basically just go on Twitter and I'd search up like blockchain gaming or or Web three, and I'd see what people are talking about. Right. Um, and this doesn't mean like the buy the most popular thing. No, that's that's not what you should do. Um, it means like find a project, something that you like. And then go on their website. How's their website? You know, is it does it look professional? Is there enough info for you to make a informed decision just there on their website? Do they ha do they have a white paper? Is it finished? Do they have a plan, or do they just like slap something in together in, in a month and call it a NFT game? You know, um, so I mean, you can scout on Twitter as silly as it sounds. Um, I mean, now I'm fortunate enough to where like uh, games are reaching out to me. 
and I can actually like talk with the team and, and, you know, see if the project's legit. But, you know, if, if you're not lucky enough to do that, or obviously I can't do that for every project, then just go on their website. And if you're looking for like new ideas or new games, then just, just go on Twitter and like be a part of the community and they'll pretty much like fall into your lap, you know, but it's, it's up to you at the end of the day to do the research and learn about it. Yeah. I mean, so, so maybe some of the listeners who might not know much about Nash. So he's actually um, also an influencer within the crypto gaming community or within the Axie community. So he does get reached out by games for, I guess, some partnerships or um, pre-sale deals. And I'm just making assumptions. Um, now, like when you're considering that, when you're making and game investment decisions do you still look for um new like games on twitter and you know following different people or do you usually pick games that that reach out to you um i rarely rarely pick games that reach out to me um a lot of them aren't up to the quality that i want to promote and they're not like i'm not going to promote something unless it's an actual game you know i'm not just going to be like hey token go up by or something like that. So most of the time, I'll do my own research. But lately, it hasn't been about like how many games can I get into and can I make my ROI or can I get the NFT. It, right now, it's all about time, right? Do I want to invest my time and resources into a game right now? Is this game like worth it for my scholars to play? Is it worth it for me to like invest into? So right now, I'm very, very picky with what i choose like i i don't think i've invested in a new game in like maybe a month or more even in like small position um because there's just so many bad actors and and like people just scraping stuff together that uh, you really need to be careful and and pick wisely and if you're new in this space i recommend picking an already established game like axie infinity just to get to know how to like use the ecosystem You'll meet some awesome people and Twitter and Discord everywhere. And that's definitely the easiest way to go about things. Yeah. Okay. And um, so you mentioned the um, partnerships, promotion. Can you elaborate on how does that work for, you know, people like us or who are not in those areas? Yeah. So from my experience, and, and I'm sure this is different for, you know, some other people, usually uh, games will just reach out to you like, hey, I want to do some promotion. Um, or I want you to join part of like our partnership program. Usually when they want to do a, like a one-time promotion or like a retweet go giveaway, I'll tell them no. Actually, I think 100% of the time I've said no, um, if I remember correctly, because I'm not going to promote a game that I don't believe in, you know? I don't want my scholars or my community to go out there and like buy a token and then get rugged, like rug pulled or something like that. So... If the game is reaching out and, and I think it's has potential or it looks legit, then usually they have some type of like creator program. For example, Clash of Isles is an upcoming game that um, the farm is partnered with and they're going to be doing something really cool. They're going to be like the Clash of Clans of Web3. So I'm super excited for that game. <laughs> no shill intended there. You know, do your research, all that. But usually um, you'll have some type of benefit for being there. Like um, you'll be able to like have your special NFT in the game or like you get to like they'll give you something 
and just to play the game or maybe to like help you get your scholars on there um easier you know just stuff like that do they also like um invite you to invest in you know um pre-sale token private token sale or do they i don't know sell like discounted nfts before white listing or before launching it to the public mm, i uh, i haven't been fortunate enough to get in any like a private sale or anything like that so um i'm sure some of them do i mean i mean it's obvious that some of them do because they have the private sale allocation in their uh, white paper but uh, i haven't been able to get my hands on any of those yet okay cool and and so the names for example you mentioned legends of venari nifty league um cypher are when did you like decide to invest in games in terms of like when were they in their um development cycle were the nfts launched was it like pre-launch were the games live? And I know that all these three don't have any live games yet. Yeah, well, the Nifty League is definitely a live game. Um, but, okay, this is a really interesting question because if you asked me this five, six months ago, um, it'd be a completely different answer, right? Back, back five, six months ago, people were investing with no game. There was nothing there. People were just tossing money into the industry. But now that there's been rug pulls a lot of games don't follow up on their promises a lot of developers leave everything gets delayed for <laughs> probably indefinitely so i would say i'll go over some examples and then i'll say what i think you should do so when i got into legends of venari um it was the moment i saw their artwork right so they released some stuff on twitter and i was lucky enough to find them and then once I saw their artwork, I knew that they actually had a game ready or like maybe even the game wasn't ready, but I knew it was close because their artwork is amazing. It has like uh, the way they did the textures looks amazing, like the rigging, animating, everything super cool. So that I actually invested in before the game come out or came out. And then Nifty League, I bought NFTL. Um, the game was already out, like there had already sold out all their NFTs. The game was out for a while. And then, um, I figured out, it's like, Hey, this is one of the only actual fun play to earn games that's out right now. Um, so I was a little late to the party on that one. And then, um, let's see one more example I'll use is Axie Infinity. I joined Axie Infinity when there was already like, I think a hundred thousand like daily active users. So um i wasn't the earliest but i also wasn't the latest it's just if number one thing to do is if you like a game and you think it's going to be fun um just try it out right you don't have to like invest your money in it most of the time you don't have to go crazy just try out the game or just go on youtube and watch some like content on the game and stuff like that um and if you're looking to invest in a game i would say try not to be the first one in if that makes sense you don't want to invest in a game when it's so so early that you have no idea that they're even making anything um if you have a hunch about it then i mean it's up to you whether you want to do it or not but i would say do some research on who the team members are try to get in contact with one of them and and really learn before you like make any decisions yeah um okay and so you you said that you dodged 
Pegaxian PVU. Um, why didn't you invest in Pegaxi and or PVU? And um, with that, I also want to connect to this question that how important is ROI for you when you're investing in game NFTs? Yeah, so let's answer the first question. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, PVU is Plants vs. Undead. And basically that game, you know, it was crazy. Your people were making crazy amounts of money, like just by playing, I think they were making like $20, $30 a day, um, if I remember correctly. And then the economy absolutely exploded. Like it just completely fell to the ground in I think it was a month's time. And the reason why I didn't get into that is I remember searching on the white paper, their tokenomics, and it's just, I knew there was no way it was sustainable, right? Because I had some info like from Axie Infinity on what a semi-sustainable economy would look like in a game. And I just was not seeing it there in Plants vs. Undead. Um, it was growing way too fast. Exact same thing for Pegaxi. Um, it was just, there was no reason to actually burn your in-game tokens or to buy them um, unless you're breeding. And when you breed, it just brings more players to the ecosystem. So, you know, let's say I have uh, a thousand tokens and I burn them all to breed. Now I have two horses that are going to make 2,000 tokens. And we do that again, it goes to 4,000 and then 8,000. And it just kind of like exponentially gets larger. So when you're doing your research, you need to find some type of way to like filter out the economies that are just pump and dump economies, right? And I'm not saying these games can't come back, but it is pretty unlikely unless they have some like super cool gameplay, which they don't at this time. Um, and then what was the second question? ROI. Okay, yeah. So ROI for specifically me, and I think I will speak for most micro guild owners, um, is it's actually pretty important, right? Because if I'm going to put my money into this game, then I want my scholars to be able to earn from uh, from my investment and as well as myself, right? So if it was just a free game, it wouldn't matter at all, right? But um, as much as we like love the space and everything like that, it is important because I am full-time Web3, right? If I'm going to invest in a game, I am looking to like eventually one day get my money back and also have some fun too. Um, you know, make some content, enjoy the game. But ROI is, is something really interesting because it's it's a little controversial right now. People are saying, you know, everyone's only in it for the money. But um, I don't think that's the case for a lot of guild managers, um, especially like the micro guilds. A lot of us just, you know, we love Web3 and we love gaming and we want to be a part of that game's ecosystem. Awesome. And how important is volatility for you? And like at one point, would you decide to stop investing more in a specific game NFTs or even selling that game's NFTs? Um, it's okay. That's a good question. I think volatility is, is something that you always, always need to be on the lookout for because I mean, crypto can go down like 20% in a day and it's, I mean, it's not normal, but it's, it's normalized, I guess, or you wouldn't be surprised if you saw it, but it's, it's really important to you know be on the right side of things and not invest more money than you can lose. Um, the point that I would just kind of like say that's it on a game is when I don't believe their model is working. 
So let's take Axie Infinity for an, uh, for an example. Axie Infinity's SLP token was at high of, I think, like 42 cents. And now it's, it's approaching one cent, right? So I think that's like a 95% drop. I don't know the exact math, but it's not good. Um, clearly, their model is broken. They have, I think, 40 billion SLP in circulation. They only have one burning me mechanism right now, which is breeding, which uh, when you use your token to actually uh, to actually breed, it's just like kind of delaying it because you're actually going to produce more tokens as a direct result of that. So clearly the model is broken. I don't think I want to put any more money into this until I see that they have come up with like some robust system or some way to burn the tokens so that the uh, actual minting is less than the burning of the token. Um, and yeah, it's cool to have diamond hands and everything like that. But when you start to feel like a game's model is not going to work or the team is not adapting quick enough, then uh, I, I usually don't pull out of the game. I'll kind of go down with the ship. But just because I want to keep my scholars in there. But it is important to like, stop investing at one point, you know? Um, and of course, you can dollar cost average into the games. Um, you can you can keep buying assets if you want, or you can do like a weekly or a monthly buy. But um, just make sure that you invest in projects that you believe in. And then at the end of the day, you'll be happy because like you own more of the assets that you want to own. If, if I'm investing in a project that I don't care about, then... Like, I won't feel good at the end of the day knowing I got, like, a sweet deal for something, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So I understand that you're, you basically stopped investing more in new axes or, or buying or breeding. What would you like to see from SkyMavis, like, to, to invest more in axes? Would you like to see a plan or would you like to see a numbers that say more SLPs burned than a minted per day? I would like to see more slp burned but the thing i'm looking for in axie right now is burning like, like you said burning mechanics but i also want a different game and uh right now where we are in time is we're right before what's known as like axie origin which is going to be a completely different game you know new mechanics new everything and i'm just like a lot of players aren't having fun with the current axie infinity and at the end of the day if someone's going to play a game and they're going to have fun then they're going to spend money on like cosmetics or they're not going to take money out they're going to put money in right just think of like fortnite for example it was a free game but i i don't know how much if they made like a billion or a hundred million or what i think it was a billion but they made money just just from a free game by doing like in-game purchases and that's what Axie needs to do right um not only that, they have a tax on the economy, so it's like to their best interest as well. So we need ways to have fun in the game with our friends, which is important. And we need ways to spend our SLP. So until that happens, I don't think I'll be like going above 100 scholarships. because Also because scaling is a mess in that game too. So I would like to see some manager tools as well. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, you know, you mentioned that you get a lot of the news about games to invest in from Twitter. Are there any specific guilds or influencers that you follow for um, investment decisions? Um, 
not decisions, no, but advice or, or not advice, but just uh, kind of share the ideas. Kagi Jam, baby, the number one juicer in town. Um, I recommend Kagi Jam. He has, he's one of the few people that tries almost every game. Um, he's been around longer than almost anyone I know in this space. And uh, the guy just loves games. And that's why I trust his opinion. Not, not only does he love games, though, but he also, like, he's been around the block. So he knows what good tokenomics and sustainability are going to look like. And that's why I trust his opinion um, and the games he's playing. If you don't want to check out Kagi or maybe you want to follow someone else, um, I know that, let's see here. I know that Bryson is now looking into other games. He used to be uh, kind of like solo Axie Infinity, but now he's he's kind of branching out for his guild. Um, so he's he's doing some cool stuff. He actually does like a Twitter Spaces where he talks to founders and and uh, developers of projects, which is awesome. So you can learn some crazy alpha there. And then let's give you guys one more. I think Eddie is Kong's um, is really good too. He, he also does, like, some more profile pick NFT stuff. But uh, definitely there's some games in there. Like, I know he owns Axies and everything. So he's he's also very good. If, if you want to just learn about the Web3 in general and, uh, you know, enjoy your occasional shit post every now and then. Got it. So, so, so can we say that, let's say, a game that um, Kagi plays or likes or Bryce invests in, um, does that influence also your decisions on on at least looking at a game from an investor's perspective and doing your own due diligence 100 percent, right um a lot of the games i had no idea they existed until i watched a kagi jan video on it so uh, they they like have a power in the space people trust them and it's it's different from like a normal web to like facebook and everything else to web3 because um and the new kind of crypto web3 world it's people need trust right it's all about being decentralized um and like web2 companies they don't go about their marketing in the way they should for web3 it's two completely different worlds so you know i think the these creators that i mentioned know this and they're able to find projects that you know aren't like the bottom of the barrel so they definitely influence if i'm gonna take a look at the project and this doesn't mean just because they played it i put my money into it but i will put my time into looking into the white paper the website the game everything like that so it does encourage me in that way cool and and do you look at what the largest guilds invest in like ygg guild Merit circle the do their investments also influence which games you're going to look at Mm, no, not really. The only thing that it does is kind of get me excited when they join a game that I'm in. <laughs> so, like, um, if YGG were to, let's say, join Nifty League as a partner, I'd be like, yo, let's go. You know, we got YGG on board. Um, the capital is going to fly in, probably. But honestly, the current space of Web3, uh, these big guilds are kind of red flags because most of the time, they actually get to buy all the tokens before you. And what happens is, you know, once the token goes up, they just sell and they get their money back and, and everything like that. Um, I know like some of the some of them will hold 
or at least they'll sell like a portion and then obviously hold a lot of the tokens and assets in game. But you need to be careful when someone owns like 40% of the game assets that you own. Um, it's, it's really, it's really crazy. Um, and I hope games come out that give small guilds or actual players an equal chance as to, let's say, like a YGG um, where they can own assets at the same time or at least like charge the same price. Because right now, the larger guilds definitely have an advantage over the average player. And, and I don't think that's something uh, that should that should happen. Awesome. Awesome. Very interesting. I always thought that um, like the, the micro guilds would be influenced by larger guilds, um, you know, transactions, investment decisions. But what you makes actually what what you say actually makes a lot of sense. Um, what is your like largest? You know, you mentioned these names like uh, Nifty, Gala, the Centralized Sandbox. What is your second largest blockchain gaming investment after Axie? Um, the Sandbox. Uh, basically, for those of you that don't know, what the Sandbox is is it's kind of like a Minecraft meets Roblox in the metaverse, to where you own a section of land in the game and you can make whatever experience you want in that you could do like a museum you can make a cool game you can make like a casino you can make anything you want in your land and people can come and visit and with the recent like uh exposure of metaverse to the actual like people with money like hedge funds and and outside investors and everything like that it's something they know right if i were to show them three axes to to like a banker they'd say what the hell is this you know what are these little things on my screen but if i show them someone walking around on digital real estate it's something they can kind of wrap their heads around so these prices got super inflated and i was lucky enough to own a, a three by three which is like a total of nine land plots in the sandbox before it the game like actually got in the eyes of you know investment firms and and everything like that so um Definitely the sandbox is my second largest holding outside of Axie. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Nash. I, I, I have another call. I got to go in two minutes. But are, are the, the, um, any last words you want to share with the audience? Yeah, definitely. Um, I just want to say, once, first of all, thank you for having me, Vader. It was good speaking with you. Um, remember, guys, to do your own research. Do not put money in that you cannot afford to lose. Um, always read the white paper. If you have any questions, like post on Twitter, guys. Hey. I saw this in the white paper. What does this mean? Or what are you guys' thoughts about this? You know, ask the community. They're here to help. And um, just, you know, don't be a stranger. Say hi. And uh, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I usually reply to all my um, DMs. And um, other than that, remember to just keep farming, guys. That's why we're here. Awesome. Thanks, Nash. And guys, follow Nash on Twitter, Nash Sexy Farm on Twitter. Um, thanks for your time. And yeah, see you. Yeah.